Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, riding solo for this six-game NBA DFS slate. And it's Wednesday, so why isn't Coach here? Is it because he had a very strong hybrid lineup on FanDuel that he gave out? Nope, it's because he's on his way to the Mavericks game tonight. The Pelicans are in town and he's on his way with uh, Dawson, so I hope you guys have a great game. I'm going to handle the show today. Coach will be back again tomorrow to talk about the experience. And I think they're probably on their way to the stadium right now because there's a lot to find out in that building. We've got Luca taking a hard fall last night. Uh, and now we have a back-to-back, so hopefully he'll be okay. Porzingis is questionable to return, so Coach will keep an eye on that. And then we know Zion is out, but uh, Ingram is listed right now as doubtful. So uh, Coach will uh, try to figure out if he's out there warming up with the ankle and uh, if he's going to have a chance to give it a go. But we'll uh, we'll build towards that game, of course, and circle back to it. Uh, we're going to start here with the early game, uh, Washington-Atlanta, and see if we can build some winning lineups for you on DraftKings and FanDuel. And it's the rematch of Monday when Russell Westbrook Broke Oscar Robertson's record uh, triple doubles, and he did it in style, going with 28, 13, and 21. Uh, and we, we got the game we wanted, high scoring and close, 125, 124. And we're right back to where we started, with both of these teams needing to win. Washington in 10th right now. Atlanta tied in that 4-5-6 spot, looking to move up. And uh, as a result... We have a 239 total. And on the slate as a whole, three of the six games have that nice high total over 230. And seven of the 12 teams involved in a back-to-back. Washington is not one of them, island game for the Wizards. But it is a front end for Atlanta. They're going to host Orlando tomorrow. So a tougher opponent here, of course, for Atlanta tonight. They are favored by six and a half here at home and we've got that great pace of washington of course both teams in the 20s defensively and atlanta has that top 10 offense so you add it all up you get that 239 total highest on the board tonight now bradley beal is still out so westbrook is gonna run the show again he is certainly in play for me although DraftKings has uh chipped in here along with FanDuel, and they have raised the price on Mr. Westbrook, over 12,000 on both sites. Uh, that doesn't seem to stop him recently uh, with these 80-point fantasy nights. He has still paid off those uh, those astronomical numbers, and uh, I, I think he's playable again. You do need 70-plus uh, to, to make it really worthwhile, but uh, I think it would probably be an upset if he's not right around that same spot again. Uh, yes, he already broke the record, but remember, every time he gets a triple-double now, he'll extend his own record. So I think Westbrook's going to keep rolling along. Do we pair him up with anybody? Uh, Neto uh, is an option. A little bit pricey here for a value option uh, on this main slate for me today. There are a lot of guards to consider as value plays today. So we'll get to those. Rui, as the other key starter with big, bigger minutes and bigger shots, 
price tag's gone up a little bit, so he's still on the borderline for me. Ish Smith is a consideration off the bench. Bertans, if he hits his threes like last game, he can get you that 6x return. Uh, Lopez got the most minutes at the center spot in this last one. He was showing off that hook shot. Uh, put up a solid 18-3. and three. You could look there. But really, it's primarily Westbrook or pass on the Washington side for me. On the Atlanta side, I'm more interested in uh, getting multiple guys here. And the the news that we have to watch is that uh, Hunter is out. He came back and played off the bench in that game against Washington. But he's out tonight. Tony Snell is questionable. And then Herter is probable. Now, if Snell and or Herter are out, maybe there'll be a change. And a guy like Solomon Hill will get more minutes and jump in the conversation as a value play, but I'm not really banking on that. I'm looking more at the the other starters here. Trey Young, Bogdan, John Collins, Clint Capella. They're all in play for me. Uh, surprised that Trey Young's price is where it is. He put up really strong numbers in that last game, 36-6-9, and nine, and he only shot one of seven on three-pointers. So I like Trey Young here as a way to get exposure. We love playing guards against Washington. Our man Bogdan, uh, certainly playable at 7,300 on both sites. John Collins, I think, is worth mentioning. Another way to get exposure to this game. He had 33 minutes in the last one, played very well, solid price. And then Capella, coach was on Capella and that 20 rebound upside, and he hit it, uh, ended up with 22. He's a cheaper option on FanDuel at 76. Uh, I'll, I'll look at that. Not a ton of centers to choose from today. 8,600 on DraftKings might be a little bit much for me, but I am going to have significant exposure to this game. Certainly we'll have some Westbrook shares and probably at least one or two Atlanta Hawks in most of my lineups. All right, game two. We move all the way to 8 o'clock Eastern. It's San Antonio and Brooklyn. Another 230 total, 232 and a half. Brooklyn favored by three at home. Front end of a back-to-back for San Antonio. They play the Knicks tomorrow. And Brooklyn, uh, back end here after that win against Chicago last night. Lyles questionable for San Antonio. Everybody everybody else ready to go who's been playing. And then with Brooklyn, how about a probable tag here at at lunchtime for James Harden? Looks like he's ready to get back on the court after a long absence due to that hamstring injury. And it just so happens that his buddy Kyrie might not be out there. I'm going to mark him as doubtful. He took that big elbow to the face from Vucevic, left the game early in the third quarter. Uh, That was really unfortunate for my hybrid lineup, which was seven or eight points out of the cash line on FanDuel in the 50-50s, double-ups. And Kyrie was only 4 or 5% owned. So uh, if he plays that game, then uh, we sweep the board. Uh, but uh, he got hurt. He left. And we don't know what's happening here. The, the tests are ongoing. For him, they say that he didn't get a concussion. Uh, but we'll see what comes of that. I don't, I don't think he'll play tonight. So we are looking at Harden. And are we looking at Durant? Not sure as on the back-to-back if he'll go. So we'll keep an eye on that big trickle-down effect with uh, the Harden 
Durant and Kyrie news. If Harden and Durant play, uh, you know, I don't have a ton of interest in the value plays, but they are significant. And if only one of Harden or Durant play, then I probably will have another value play here for Brooklyn. Joe Harris, still very cheap on FanDuel at 3700 He paid that price tag off easily last night, going over 7x. Uh, Bruce Brown really played well, double-double, 3900 on both sites. And he's a guy that I don't love to trust. I don't like that he shoots under 30% on three-pointers. But, you know, it's a, it is a solid game here in terms of pace. San Antonio, they're, they're average in pace, but uh, they're going to be pushing it here tonight tr- to try to take advantage of Brooklyn's bad defense. And he's he's a guy that I, I feel much better about if only one of the big three are out there. Same thing with Joe Harris. So those guys are in play for me. If only we if we only have one of the big three, then you could even look a step further with Landry Shamit or Mike James. James showed his potential again last night, 11-7-6 and six in 27 minutes, and that will smash his minimum price tag if he, if he comes even close to that. With the bigs, I'm curious to see what Coach Nash will do. The last time Brooklyn and San Antonio played, uh, DeAndre Jordan started and got 35 minutes, played well. He's really cheap, 3K range on both sites. So don't be surprised if he if he starts against Pirtle. He didn't play last night. They went with Griffin and Claxton. But Nash does mix and match. So that's one of the key pieces of news I'll be tuned into today. On the San Antonio side, this is a rare occasion when all five starters are in play for me. It is a front end of a back-to-back for San Antonio, so we do not like that whatsoever. But they're in 10th. They need this one. Um, 33 and 35. Uh, they've, they've really got to get this done. And at this point in the season, I think this is when Pop narrows his focus, his rotation, just a little bit. Trust the veterans just a little bit more. So it's really the, the seven guys that are potentially in play for me. Those five starters and then Patty Mills, Rudy Gay on the bench. Rudy's a little pricey here for this slate for me. Uh, Patty Mills, not my favorite option. So that's why I say it's the five starters primarily. Uh, Murray, DeRozan, good uh, good prices. Lonnie Walker, probably my favorite value potential here. Still in that mid-4K range on both sites. Kelton Johnson, tempting, very cheap. Uh, scored 20 in the last one. And even Pirtle. Uh, he flirted with a triple-double in that last game, and uh, and centers generally do well against Brooklyn. So I may have a spur here, uh, just going to keep playing with it throughout the day. All right, game three, the other 8 o'clock tip, Boston and Cleveland. This one is the lowest total on the board at 219.5. Celtics favored by 8. Coming off a, a tough loss to Miami last night, it was hotly contested, as Coach predicted, 129-121. Boston in seventh right now. Uh, I don't see them making a ton of moves in the standings here in these last three games. 
So I don't see them as quite as motivated as most of the other teams on this slate, which, by the way, most of them are or will be, in my opinion. Uh, Cleveland, though, on the other side, is one of the teams that is not. They're right in that. Uh, they're they're at 21 win- wins, right in that range we've been talking about here the last couple of shows. Bunch of teams uh, grouped there around 20, 21 wins, trying to continue to lose to get in that bottom three and improve their odds for the lottery. Uh, why is it a 219.5 total? We have slow pace on both sides. Uh, we do have the bad defense of Cleveland and their bad offense. And then Boston's offense is 11th. So that's the thing we like the most here is Boston's offense against Cleveland's defense. But not the typical mix, of course. We have Jalen Brown out, of course. Kemba, I'm calling doubtful since he played last night. And then Robert Williams, I'm marking as questionable since he sat out last night. So we're not sure about Williams and Tristan Thompson and who's going to start there. With Kemba likely out, obviously the three key offensive forces, Tatum, Fournier, Marcus Smart, we have the traditional uh, dilemma. Do we invest in one of these guys in a potential blowout in a slower slower pace game? If you add it all up, to me, it's not the first place I'm looking. Uh, not my favorite spot. Could Tatum go for 50 fantasy points? Absolutely. Marcus Smart, uh, he could get it done. Evan Fournier, uh, the, the party's over on on uh, FanDuel with him. He's now up to 7,200. Much more playable for me on DraftKings Day at 5,500. He, he has stepped up here recently. And we know that we can, we can attack Cleveland uh, on the perimeter. I would probably be more likely to to play one of the value options for Boston, though. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, this is his kind of spot, very cheap. Uh, if he starts, terrific. Even if he doesn't, I like his role here and his potential. And then Neesmith, uh, I think he deserves a mention. He has been getting more and more into the rotation, especially with a guy or two out. Great shooter. Uh, so you could look at you could look at him, especially on DraftKings, where he's only thirty two hundred. On the Cleveland side, we have Gar- Garland and Hartenstein still out. Question mark for Osman, and uh, that that'll be interesting to see how it shakes out with Cleveland. Does Osman get back out there? Does Love get back out there after he sit after he sat out a game and push Dean Wade back to the bench? If those guys are playing, I think Cleveland is going to be a complete pass for me. Okoro is is still at a price where he can pay it off, but with those other more aggressive offensive players out there, I think his usage takes a hit. And Wade, not quite as attractive coming off the bench. And I don't want to get involved with any of those other bench guys for Cleveland. Although I will mention Cabin Gelly. Uh, now getting decent minutes these last couple games, backing up Jared Allen, and he's pretty cheap. But this is most likely a pass game for me, maybe a value play for Boston. All right, let's turn to the second half of the slate, and it's the big game of the night, New Orleans-Dallas. The Cervatis will be there uh, supporting Luca and company. 
And this is a game that both teams should be motivated to, to really get after it. New Orleans is 11th, two and a half back. They've got to finish out the string here on a winning note. And Dallas tied in that fifth, sixth spot. So you know they're they're jockeying for position. 224 total tonight. Dallas favored by eight and a half. As mentioned previously, Zion and Hart still out. Ingram doubtful. And then Steven Adams questionable. On the Dallas side, Reddick has been ruled out. Porzingis questionable with the knee issue. Island game for New Orleans. And they're going to bring that fast pace in here. Try to attack Dallas's below average defense. And Lonzo will be running the show. Uh, not my favorite point guard tonight. Uh, he, he could certainly get it done without, without Zion on Ingram. He's going to be a big part of this offense. I just like some of the other point guards a little bit more. I'm, I'm most interested on the New Orleans side in one of the value starters, Najee Marshall, James Johnson. Both in play for me, fair price tags. They've been pretty consistent overall, getting 28, 30 minutes, uh, contributing in multiple ways. So I like I like the idea of using one of those guys to help pay up for some other stars. With everybody else, I'm not, not too interested here on New Orleans. Uh, we like to play centers against Dallas, but Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes are, are really splitting the game and their prices are going up here. So the value has pretty much disappeared there. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker playing well off the bench, but too pricey in the 6K range, given the amount of minutes he's getting. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel, got, got to mention him, of course, with, without coach here. Um, 20 minutes, uh, somewhat productive here. Last one, uh, he's backing up James Johnson. Uh, so, again, not my favorite value play here. I'm, I'm looking primarily at Marshall or Johnson. On the Dallas side, look at what these guys did when they matched up before the big guys for Dallas. Luka, 46, 8, and 12. Porzingis, 36, 7, and 1. That ended up being a 143 to 130 finish when they played before. Different set of guys out there uh, without Zion and Ingram. And much different context since Porzingis hasn't been playing back-to-back for Luka, and he has not been pushing in that 70-80 point fantasy range. In fact, he's needed the last three games combined to get over 80 fantasy points. So I'm not expecting that type of result, but wouldn't shock me if Luka came came out here and, and got it done uh, in a you know back-and-forth game that, that could stay close. And if he goes over 60, 65 fancy points, all of a sudden he comes into play as an alternative to Westbrook, much cheaper today. Porzingis, only 7,000 on FanDuel. Uh, a little bit interesting, but I don't, I don't really want to invest in him in this first game back, potentially. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. continues to shoot well, did it again last night. Uh, he's a, a way to get exposure against New Orleans. We love playing guys on the perimeter against them. They don't defend the three-point line well. So he is in the mix for me. But I I don't like as many of these mid-tier price tags today uh, because I I think if you're going to pay up for some of these expensive guards, whether it be Westbrook, Trey Young, 
you know, you end up needing some of the cheaper value plays, and there are plenty of them today. So I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. will make the cut. All right. Before we get to the last two games and that after-hour slate, which went well for us again last night, we had a couple single-entry uh, entries with our GPP lineup that took it down. A 10x return, 25x return. Uh, so really great stuff there. And uh, if you're new to the program, that's something we do for our members is we give out full lineups for the main slate and the after-hour slate. And full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings. So uh, if you want to try us out here before the regular season ends and figure out if you want to uh, invest in our playoff package, then uh, join us today, dfscoachtalk.com. Try out the three-day membership if you'd, if you'd like for 10 days or, or grab the week pass for only 25 and then you can re-up for the playoffs after that. Uh, so we'd, we'd love to have you again, dfscoachdoc.com. If you sign up, we'll just send you an email and invite you into our discord for tonight. We give out the lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before the main slate lock. And then the after hours lineups about 20 minutes before that lock. We know that lots of things change throughout the evening, even during the slate. So we certainly don't finalize those after hours lineups until the last minute. All right, how about Portland and Utah at 9.30? 2.34 total, Utah favored by two. This is a front end for Portland. They go to Phoenix tomorrow. And why is it a 2.34? Well, we have great offense here. Portland is fourth. Utah is third. Portland has a bad defense. And both teams have average pace. We don't like Utah's defense. They're third, but they are missing Conley still, as well as Mitchell and Morgan. On the Portland side, uh, Mello is available after missing the last one, and Nasir Little questionable with a back issue. Now, on the main slate, I'm not ultra interested in this game. We have that strong defense from Utah, although it's missing Conley. Uh, I think Portland will have a little more trouble lighting up the scoreboard than they did in their last game against Houston. So everybody coming in feeling good after putting up big numbers. Uh, but we've we got to temper it a little bit here. Although their big three scorers, Lillard, McCollum, Powell, they're all playable for me. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about how these guys on the perimeter have better matchups than usual. Uh, we talked about it with Curry, and they just don't have anybody to match up really well with these quick guards like uh, Curry and, and Lillard who are elusive and ready to shoot anywhere behind the line, extending out 10 feet and more. So Lillard could get it done, could be a sneaky GP, GPP option. Uh, McCollum and Powell, certainly fine options. They'll be certainly right in the mix in the after-hours slate. Uh, Nurkic picked up a few more minutes last game. Tough matchup, though, against Gobert, so not my favorite spot to look. On the bench, Derek Jones Jr. had one of his best games in quite some time last time out, but I think he takes a big hit with Melo back in the mix, so not, not looking at that bench, really. With Utah, 
Bojan Bogdanovic, very solid option here with those guards out. And we do like to attack Portland for sure, 29th defensively. He's probably the guy I would start with. A little bit cheaper option than than Clarkson coming off the bench. But man, did he light it up against Golden State. 41-8, and eight, just took over the game down the stretch. Uh, looked awesome. Uh, and so he's... He's continuing to, to increase in terms of price, mid-7K range, but he can pay it off. So he is an option, uh, GPP for me. You can always look at one of these power forwards for Utah, Niang, and O'Neal for value. Uh, they just, they're not pricing them up. And, and that's it. Uh, you know, uh, Ingles, uh, again, could get it done with that role, but he just hasn't really been hitting his ceiling lately. He's only taking nine or 10 shots a game. So I like Bogdanovich and Clarkson a little bit more. All right. Last game of the night, we have Houston and the Lakers. How about this matchup? Houston last in the league with 16 wins. Lakers defending champs, of course. Uh, Lakers pushing here. They're seventh trying to get back out of that 7 through 10 range after that tough overtime win against the Knicks last night. Houston in an interesting spot because they have now locked up the worst record in the NBA. So they can play whoever's healthy, and if they win, great. If they lose, no big deal. doesn't really matter either way. However, we do have the, the basically the the... Uh, G League slash JV team for Houston going up against the defending champs, their number one defense. And that's why the Lakers are favored by 13 here. Total of 223. Uh, Let's try and sort through Houston here in the latest iteration of the Rockets in the final month of the season. DJ Wilson and Porter Jr. still out. Question marks for Wood, Daquan Jeffries, and house. And then on the Lakers side, AD questionable after playing 43 minutes last night. LeBron likely to play. Caruso, I'm marking as doubtful. He left yesterday with that foot, did not return. So that is the injury list in this game. What can we count on for Houston? Uh, well, fast pace and no defense, right? And But who's going to be out there? Well, DJ Augustine's been starting. Uh, I think there's a real good chance he he gets the, the start again, along with Jay Sean Tate, K.J. Martin, Kelly Olenek. The only question for me is that fifth starter. Is it Wood? I doubt it. Uh, is it House or Jeffries, potentially, if if they make it into the active roster tonight? Um Without considering that fifth starter, you know, DJ Augustine as a veteran, you know, he hasn't been getting huge minutes most of these games. So he's not my favorite value play here. Uh, And then the other guys, uh, you know, Martin has been absolutely smashing it. Jay Sean Tate's been very solid. Olenek has had a lot of nice games, but it is a, a slower pace game here for the Rockets than they're accustomed to. And they've got that great defense with L.A. So, I, I, you know, they're not really 
in in the mix here at the forefront on the main slate. Uh, could we go with one of the value plays off the bench? Kyrie Thomas, definitely an option here on FanDuel at 4,500. He keeps getting solid minutes, big shots. And then Cameron Oliver, nice start. 19 minutes backing up Kelly Olenek, 13-3-2. Minimum price on both sites. Note that he is a power forward on FanDuel. Uh, he's in the mix for me, especially on the after-hour slate. Uh, but you got to love these minimum price guys with solid minutes for Houston as they are exploring who they have and 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 uh, who they want to be in the mix next year. So you could you could go go with one of those bench guys on the Lakers side. Let's assume that AD is out and they say, all right, LeBron, it's your turn to get us a win tonight. Uh, numbers certainly jumped out at me with 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 LeBron. 8,900 on FanDuel as a small forward. Let's see if it's similar to last time when he came back where they said it's not really a hard limit on his minutes. They're going to try to be reasonable with it and smart and – you know, obviously he's not going to come back unless he's pretty much 100%. Uh, and, and this is a, a good tune-up here for the playoffs. So could he pay that off in 28 minutes against Houston? I think he could. A uh, little risky here. If there's a flare-up, uh, you would figure that they would be very cautious and, and pull him at that point. Uh, so maybe a, a candidate for the GPP. Uh, we're going to keep playing with that. How about the rest of the Lakers? If Caruso's out again and AD, we know that Schroeder's still out, of course, then Taylor Horton Tucker has to be considered. Uh, you know, he's been dealing with that calf issue. He's had a couple of duds, but he showed last night what he's all about. 13, 5, and 10 in 34 minutes, just destroying his price tag with value and you know, he's still 3,600 on FanDuel today. So I'm looking at him as most likely uh, a key value play for me on both sites. He's a small forward today on DraftKings. KCP should also be mentioned. He's been playing big minutes last few games. Pretty consistent, too, with his output, which is rare. That's not his style. He even went, how about last night, eight, seven, and seven? Uh, you know, f almost really flirting with a triple-double. Again, that is not KCP, but he's stepping up with all these guys hurt. Drummond looked a lot more like Drummond last night, didn't he? 16 and 18, 36 minutes, and uh, the numbers are great. But to me, he did look like he's turning the corner in terms of his fitness as he's getting back into the mix here after that long layoff in Cleveland. And he's underpriced here, 5,400 on FanDuel. So he's in the mix for me for sure. How about the bench? Uh, Gasol had 17 minutes last night. Uh, Montrez Harrell only five. Uh, you know, maybe Montrez gets a few more minutes. And I mentioned that really for the other side because – we love playing centers against Montrez Harrell, and Kyrie Thomas could have an opportunity to overpower him and, and get a couple buckets in the paint. 
so I like Kyrie Thomas's potential even more uh, because of the the possibility that he'll face Montrez Harrell. And then last guy to mention for the Lakers is Kuzma, uh, who continued his inconsistency with a, a solid performance last night. 33 minutes, 23 points after a, a big-time dud. Uh, and yes, he 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 sat out and been dealing with that back issue. So what happens with him on a back-to-back after 33 minutes? Uh, he's, he's right in that same category where he has been for a while. A uh, little bit boomer bust, hard to trust. Don't love him for cash. But, you know, at 5,000 on FanDuel, he's worth considering, I think, especially on that after-hour slate. All right, that is the preview of the six-game slate in the NBA tonight. I hope that helped you start to build your lineups. Uh, if you have questions about joining us or anything else, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find me at Language Olympic. You can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. We'd love for you to, to subscribe to the channel on YouTube if you haven't already. And if you could uh, give us a thumbs up wherever you're watching or listening, we would certainly appreciate that as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back again tomorrow with Coach for the next NBA DFS slate. Good luck tonight. Hope to see some of you in Discord. And on behalf of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.